busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I have no idea. Don't ask me why I just said that. Uh, it was in my spirit. That's what I felt led to do. Leave me alone, Kay. You have a problem? Take that up with you and the Holy Spirit. Kay, great. Listen. I had a download. <laughs> you already know what happens when... <laughs> because that's what's happening. So if you don't know this about me yet, I am a planner. It soothes my soul. It makes me I did not mean to rhyme, but that's just the kind of time I'm on. You understand? Listen, just flow with me. And it is my favorite thing to do. And I posted the other day on my social medias. It was a comment that just came up in my spirit. And I was like, hmm, I don't think I want to make that a conversational piece. It was, what are you doing to make eventually happen? Hmm. No, I'm. It, it's it's a rhetorical but not hypothetical but also I want you to answer it but like no seriously like have you ever thought about that or is that something that you can kind of like wait a minute let me I don't even think I kind of even gave that much thought what are you doing to make eventually happen because I feel like we have misconstrued the definition of eventually like in our generation, in our times, eventually kind of feels like, mm, yeah, it probably will end up happening at some point, but that point doesn't have a deadline. Like, yeah, I'll eventually get married. You know, I will eventually get out of debt. I will eventually have kids. I mean, eventually I'll move to where I'll eventually go to vacation. Like, it's all of these throw these darts into the sky of hope. And then you never really pinpointed a approximate win. So it led me to go ahead and do what only I know to do, which is to look up the term eventually. What does that word mean? And you already know I'm real close with the uh, bishops over at the New Oxford American Dictionary and them folks. So I went ahead and read from that definition. And according to them, eventually is an adverb. And it means in the end, especially after a long delay, dispute or series of problems. So what that sounds like is uh, there is something in motion, right? Like there is a, uh, let's just say, let's pull up because you know I like analogies. Let's say a mother's having a really hard time in her first trimester of pregnancy. She is extremely nauseous, okay? Sleep feels like, bro, I feel like I'm sleeping more than I'm awake. It's a lot going on. I can't get nothing done. Everything stinks. Everything tastes different. I, why am I craving something I truly don't like but I love at this moment? Pickles and ice cream don't go together. Don't at me. And, you know, it's just, and so the advice, the proper advice would be to tell that mother eventually you won't always feel this way you know even if it's second trimester the charm third trimester the charm or when you eventually have this baby but to know that after these series of events which is normally 40 weeks you know maybe you won't feel this way then but you know what there's a time stamp on this 
So I think our ideal of eventually being this hocus pocus, put it up on, you know, the sky of hope parking lot, and then we never get back to it. No, eventually means that there is something in motion. There's a series of events that's happening, series of event, events that's happening. And then after those events, it eventually happens. And so... The problem is that a lot of us don't have events happening. We don't have things in place to be prepared if the events are to come. I think we need to stop making eventually this very dreamy, utopic, you know, once upon a time-ish kind of ideal. We have a saying in New York, because you know that's where I'm from. Yep. Uh that if you stay ready, you'll need to get ready. And as gangster as that is, because every time I, f- I just feel like every time I say that statement, I automatically look down at my feet, and then voila, there's a pair of fresh Tim's construction wheat. You understand? Uh, because that's just like if you like, just listen to that. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Something about that just changes the posture of a thing. Like, mm, I'm sorry. And so in this time in my life, there's a lot of different planning of things that's going on. There's a, and I am, I have the luxury of loving to plan, but I think that that is the kryptonite for most. That's why eventually it never really happens. And so I broke it down and I was like, you know what? I truly think that there's two, two different types of people in the world. It's the ill-prepared and then it's the I'm prepared. The ill-prepared people, in my opinion, like, I don't know. God bless those grandbabies. I don't know how those people breathe and walk at the same time. I just, I don't. You know, and this is, you know, non-judgmental phone call. But at this time, that's exactly how I feel. How do you live life in a, eh, let's just see what happens. Uh, you know, I'll think about that when I get there. Eh, you know you know what? I don't really put too much thought into that. I kind of just, eh. And it's like, I appreciate the very low vibration of stress that comes with that kind of posture. I'm sure those people don't have anybody's high blood pressure pill. I get it. Uh, matter of fact, nope, because I, I know one person of mine that has that mentality. And no, it's very much high blood pressure in that person's system. So <laughs> take it back. But I appreciate the lax or the relax that's supposed to come with that. Why give it too much thought? You know, just kind of like go with the flow. We'll see what happens. And while that may be cute, that doesn't work all the time. Because I have a litmus test. My theory is if you cannot take a certain mindset and see that it works in more than one department, then in my opinion, it should not be a mindset at all. Now, you can do the, eh, let's just see what happens when it comes to, mm, you know, what you're going to do tonight. You feel like going out, you want to go to the movies, you want to go. It's like, eh, let's just see what happens. You know, let's just. But when it comes to paying your bills, did you, are you going to pay it on the due date? Eh, let's just see what happens. doesn't work. If you are uh, planning a Thanksgiving meal, you need to get your ingredients, you know, in in advance it cannot be a eh, let's just see what happens I'll wait closer to the date 
Something about that and let's see what happens. I believe that those people are just saying, I don't want the pressure of planning. So I'm just going to go wherever the wind takes me. And that is not a life well lived, in my opinion. A life well lived has direction. It has intentionality. And it is lived on purpose for a purpose. And I want to crush the bubble of eh, ill-preparedness. Ill-preparedness is going to land you somewhere you didn't plan to be because you didn't plan to get anywhere. You didn't plan it. You didn't, You weren't prepared for it. And it's kind of just like, oh, how did I get here? Mm-hmm, that's where the wind blew you. I'm prepared. There's an easement that comes with that. There is an easement in knowing I didn't wait last minute to do my Christmas shopping. So I don't have to feel like I need to start fussing with the post office. I didn't wait last minute and feel like, ooh, um, I just got to get $100 more for this particular bill because I was already prepared for that once I signed my name or contract or said he gave my yes in any capacity to this particular commitment. I didn't have to all of a sudden call a thousand people and say, hey, I'm in a relationship, I'm in a relationship, I'm in a relationship. Oh, yeah, by the way, I can't talk to you. Because I was already preparing for whatever God was going to have for me. I didn't want there to be a blessing that was pending landing because I had too many other seat warmers and things in my landing strip. There are certain things that it's like, do you understand the beauty and the Ah, exhaleness of being prepared. So I think now that I can hear myself saying it out loud, that the easement and the relaxation comes from being prepared. Reflecting on the year 2020. (laughs) That should be a curse word, right? Yeah, we should just be like, "Mm -mm, 2020, and then I'll say the rest because I can't. If you have not come out of that year saying, I will never feel this way again, from whatever you were feeling prior to that in 2019, 18, 17, you go all the way back, however you need to go back. But I feel like the indentation of 2020 in everybody's emotions, finances, mindsets, what have you, should have impressed upon you a special imprint of I will never, and then you fill in the blank. I will never not be prepared when it comes to a financial emergency. I will never be that busy again in my life. I will never not have family know exactly where they stand and how I feel about them and just have it They're like, oh, you should know you're my aunt. You should know you're you know, know my cousin. You should know. No one should have to figure out where they fit in my life. I'm going to be very vocal about that. I no longer want to be in a position where I'm getting up and I'm going into this establishment every day and there is nothing in me that sparks joy. Something in you should say, I will never fill in the blank again that the dumpster fire that everyone called 2020 to be, that you will never, ever, ever experience that again, that when it comes back around, that you'll be a different person, that when it comes back around, that you will be prepared, that when it comes back around, it will not find you ill-prepared. 
I need for people to get to a place that they understand, God, I'm, I'm going to get ready. I'm going to stay ready. Whatever it is that you have for me, I'm going to go ahead and connect with you. Because the one thing that I believe about God is that he's never going to give you something, a, a heart's desire, an idea, and not give you the steps that you need to take to go ahead and do so. Like literally, you need to go back to Proverbs and read the preparation chapter. There is an entire chapter in Proverbs that's just like, listen, you can make the plan, but God orders the steps. You can, And so all throughout my Bible, I have never read anything where something came on to someone and it was like, whoa, had no idea that was happening. And that was pretty much how their lives went. By the way, if you're like, uh, what is the planning proverb? It is Proverbs 16. You want me to go ahead and read a few? Okay, good, because I see how you're looking at me. Listen, Proverbs 16, let's just read from chapter 1 or verse 1. We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Like this entire chapter, you can read it on your own, read your Bible, um, just really speaks to there is purpose in planning. But more than that, there is prosperity will be in aligned with what God has for you. There, I have never, and I do not, con, I do not believe this. I do not subscribe to this, and I don't appreciate anybody condoning this. There is no such thing as, oh my gosh, I did not see this happening, because there are going to be some knowns that are going to occur in this thing called life. There's going to be something financially. That's why you need to be a good steward over your finances. There's going to try to be some type of health scare, which is why you need to eat appropriately to your body and to how God wired you. There are going to be some things that try to drain you. That's why you need to know what relaxes you and you need to get proper sleep. And then it's going to be some relational issues, which is why you need to make sure that the people who are just draining you, that they're not in the front row of your life, your theater of life. There's just going to be some knowns. So, no, you cannot dictate, you cannot prepare for every single thing because you are not a fortune teller, but you can prepare and listen. As long as I'm on this green and blue muddy earth and I'm breathing in this good O2, I know that there are going to be some things that are going to occur just because I'm in a human shell. And until you get on the other side of heaven, this is just what you're going to be dealing with. So what are you doing to prepare for that? It's the question that I really, truly want people to start going back and being purposeful in their lives. And so it brought me back to wanting to read about the parable um, in Matthew 25. It was about the parable of the 10 bridesmaids. Now, Jesus was meaning for this to be something else. He was illustrating. I want to make sure it's, it's kept in context. He was making sure that he was letting people know, you know, what heaven would look like and those kind of things. And this was pretty much, in my opinion, a translation of what happens when you're living life and you're not prepared. And then you're like, oh, wait, God, um, I want to prepare now. And it's like, yeah, but you had your time, the time that I gave you to prepare. You didn't use that and execute that in excellence. So now the time that you're asking for in the back end, I can't give to you. But in this time, I just really want to focus on the get ready, staying ready portion. So let's just read from verse one. Then the king of heaven will be like 10 bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Two, five of them were foolish and five were wise. Three, the five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps. Four. But the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. Five. 
When the bride's groom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Six. At midnight, they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. Seven. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Eight. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. Nine. But the others replied, We don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. Ten. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. (laughs) Eleven. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. Twelve. But he called back, believe me, I don't know you. That that whole story, uh, parable, just makes me a little bit uh, angry because it's real time. You ever had the person that um, is really, really good with their money and they're, and they're good financially? And then the people who are not always seems to come to them and it's like, hey, um, can I borrow? And the truth of the matter is uh, it's almost like you have to pay for being the person that was a good steward over what God gave you. And so I feel like that response back that the wise bridesmaids said, looking at them like, I don't have enough for all of us. I feel like society has made us do one or two things. It's either you look out for your people, you know, everybody, you take everybody with you, your A1s, your day ones, and you just make sure everybody has it. And then there should be more of the other side of that, which is I planned to live a particular life, to get to a particular point, and it didn't include you riding my coattail. Like, I understand that you keep having issues with where you live, but every time that I find a place to live for me, I shouldn't have to now figure out to make room for you because you have a, you know, stagnant uh, living situation. That as I am climbing the career ladder or God is blessing me with finances finances that are increasing, I shouldn't also have to figure out when when you can't pay that particular phone bill or when you can't pay, like how I'm going to take some of my finances and go ahead and keep blessing you because this increase was for what God has for me to do. And if I have extra, you know, extra is what it is, but it shouldn't feel like, oh yeah, and by the way, I'm going to need some of your extra. Because there's a difference with having abundance and, and, and being a huge blessing and you know you just having it to the point that God is like look you done did good with yours you, you set away f- for what I told you to set away for your house is in order you did that this this, that and the third and now that you have some spillage some overage now you can go ahead and share that there's another thing with it being like mm, um, so with what you have that is just enough for you can I have some of your just enough for you Because I feel like what ill-prepared people do and they don't realize that they're doing it or they don't care to realize it is uh, if you split your just enough, then we'll have just enough. And it's like, no, no, no. But I lived a life that required for me to have extra in case I need to support me. So if I give you my extra, then I would just have just enough. 
And so I really want to take and go to the ears of everyone who just looks to their left, looks to their right, and kind of like, mm, you don't have it, so you're figuring out where you can get it from. You don't have it, but you're figuring out who has a little bit more than what they should have. You know, you got a two-bedroom apartment. Can I stay in there? But like, how do you didn't know I didn't want to make that an office? <laughs> how you know I didn't want, um, you know, guests here and there? I didn't get that extra bedroom for you to be staying and doing this, that, and the third. And I may be speaking to something in particular because I do not know why the Holy Spirit has that on me but I really need to shake that ideal of oh you have it so now I have my hand out yeah but that same hand could have worked for exactly what I obtained you see what I'm saying I really want us to get ready and stay ready I don't want us getting to a point in our lives that we are at jobs that we don't want to be in, that we are pursuing things just because it looks good on the outside but doesn't feel good in the inside. I don't want us in relationships that don't fulfill us. I don't want us to be a part of family members who don't who don't go where we're trying to go. There are some people that you're going to have to say, you know what, you get the voicemail a little bit more than the average bear because where I'm trying to go, you, you distract me. And I have all the respect in the world that the bridesmaid the wise ones didn't say you know what I'll give you a little bit of mine if we all just give you a little bit then maybe that will give you you know just enough that you need because to be honest with you the way that my heart is wired I couldn't have seen somebody saying listen I don't I don't have it Can, can you help me because I know that I'm wired to be an encourager and I'm wired to be a helper my first initial reaction would have been sure But reading this parable, it actually taught me something different. Why do you now have to change your posture from I'm prepared to ill prepared because someone else didn't prepare at all? Why is it now that you have to scale back and, you know, just because because I've always been the type that, bro, if I got ten dollars, we got ten dollars. You understand? But it's like at this point, as we're getting older, can we not just think about heart? Can we think about purpose and position? Maybe the way that God has a true plan as hard is I want you to get to a stage that you can pull anyone up on the stage with you. But I don't want you pulling people up while you're still on the steps because now both of y'all can stumble down. When you're on the airplane and them stewardess tell you, they're giving you the whole thing on how to keep safe and this, that, and third. Them folks tell you, put the mask on, right, yourself first. And then you can help other people. Previously, when I read this thing about the 10 bridesmaids, I read this before, like, that was mean. Why would you tell them to go ahead and go to a shop and go, you know, you can go ahead and buy yourself. <laughs> no, bro, you need to go ahead and go to the mall yourself. You you figure out what the oil is at. Have a nice day. I was like, ah, that was a little bit like, because we somewhere in there have read the whole or subscribed to the, we have to help everyone or else, you know, you have that crab in a barrel mentality or, and it's like, I appreciate that if I got it, you got it, but I don't appreciate it if you're not where you're supposed to be yet. Like, really think about that. The bridesmaids who were wise, they didn't make it into the wedding yet. And you want them to go ahead and spot you some oil that they have probably just enough for them, but you want them to spot you something and they didn't make it yet. People always want to ask you something in the interim. You didn't make it yet. So you want me to pull out of my pocket, pull out of my finances, pull out of my energy, pull out of, listen, I remember going to sleep, being a a single mom of two children, 
And people calling me in the middle of the night for advice and this, that, and the third. And it's like, bro, I got enough sleep just, just to be able to manage my household. You going to take away from that? And at that time, I didn't think about that. But it's like, oh, my goodness, we, if not careful, will allow ill-prepared people to take away from our just enough. Yeah, because you're running out. You can't take from my just enough. And it's something in that. Even reading this to you now is a whole different revelation. It's like, oh, my goodness. Wait a minute. Yeah, if you look at it that way, it doesn't make you mean. It doesn't make you cold-hearted. It doesn't make you like, oh, you know, you look like somebody who don't care. You only care about yourself. It doesn't make you selfish. It makes you look like a person that is living on purpose. Now, once you're in the wedding as a bridesmaid, and you're going ahead and you party. And then if the door was still open and there's some people that's like, can I get some of your oil? Yeah, I don't need this now because I have arrived. I have arrived. Stop letting people get you, get to you, take from you before you arrive. You're trying to get out of debt, but somebody needs something paid. You're trying to go ahead and work through your emotional stability and your communication because you want to get married and you trying to help so-and-so because she broke up with such-and-such for the umpteenth time and you looking at such-and-such like, I already told you, brother, she's not the one for you. And you, you're trying to, you cannot row somebody else's boat while you're trying to patch your own. And maybe we need to get out of this mentality of saving everyone and just look at it like, listen, once I get ready, I want to stay ready. And if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. You know, maybe you circle back the next time you ask me for something. It, it doesn't have to be a, now nah, I got to take out of my savings to go ahead and hand something over to you. It can just be like, oh, this was just lingering in my check-ins. Yeah, I got you. Do you see the difference in that? I want us to get to a place that we are like, listen, I'm going to get to where I got to get to any means necessary. I'm going to get there. I am going to get there. There's going to be time associated to it. But more than time, I'm going to be preparing along the way. And as long as I'm preparing, I'm not going to ask no, have nobody else ask me to get off of my preparation to help them to just have enough. Because what God gave me, I'm going to be a good steward over. Because God gave me just enough to get to my next place. These bridesmaids didn't have a whole bunch. Bro, we, we both are going to the same place. We both want to go to this wedding. We are both waiting on this bridegroom. We are both in this place where we're like, we're waiting so long that we're all sleepy and drowsy. We are in the same place, but you're asking me to go ahead and scale back to pull something away from me because you didn't do the same preparation as me. And that's another note right there. And that's a download right there. Just because somebody is on the same path as you doesn't mean that they have the same passion as you because passion makes you prepare for something there's a difference in saying I'm gonna go ahead and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go for that promotion yeah but are you preparing you are you prepared to take that that promotion you know I'm gonna go ahead and I, I'm I, I'm gonna prepare to be a wife I'm gonna prepare to be a husband yeah but you know what there y'all could be at the same starting line but how y'all run this race don't look the same only one of y'all gonna finish yeah, you can't just go ahead and just roll over one day and say, I'm going to just run a tri-marathon. This is what I'm getting ready to do. Okay, both of y'all may start with the same ideals, 
But only one of y'all was in the gym with it. Only one of y'all was eating different. Only one of y'all was getting more sleep. Only one of y'all was drinking different. Only one of y'all was like, I would love to hang out, but I, I got to go ahead and get this set in because I'm preparing for something. So I want us not to be distracted by, yeah, but they're going where I'm going. Yeah, but they didn't prepare the way that you did. And you shouldn't feel bad about that. You should not feel bad behind the sense of, you stand at the same start as me, but guess what? You didn't prepare like me. I'm so glad that I wasn't born in that time, that this parable wasn't based upon the previous versions of me because it would have read different. It would have read that we all was out there. You know, five of us were wise. I was in a wise one. Shouts out to me being that grandbaby. And, you know, five of them were foolish, and that's fine. And we're all going to the same route, and we're making our way downtown to the wedding, and we're waiting on the bridegroom. And then we got tired, so, you know, we got drowsy. And I made you yarn. That was my purpose. Uh, We went ahead. We got drowsy. We all went to sleep, and that's how that happened. And then um, I looked over to my right, and old girl was like, real quick, hey, um, Shawana. Mm-hmm. Uh, my 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 oil's getting low. Can I have some of yours? You know what my next line would have been? Yeah, sure. I'll give you some. I, I I'll, I'll give you some, cause I wouldn't have given all. I'll give you some, and then guess what? <laughs> and then guess what? Uh, what I've done is put myself at jeopardy, because I wanted to think with my heart, and not with my uh assigned passion. My assignment was get to the wedding. My assignment wasn't make sure that everybody gets there with you. My assignment in life was make sure that uh, you're financially out of debt. My assignment was not and make sure you use the finances to help everybody else while you're doing that. Your assignment is fill in the blank. Your assignment is not take away from pursuing your fill-in-the-blank to help somebody else. Although it seems like the noble thing to do, although it seems like that's the good-hearted person, it's actually not one of the wise things to do because the wise bridemaid didn't do that. And if Jesus gave this parable to show you the difference between someone being wise with their resources and foolish with their resources, I don't want to be the the foolish one. I don't want to be the one that's asking because I was ill prepared. And I don't want to be the one giving because I gave away my just enough. Do you see what I'm saying? My challenge to you, and I feel like you probably already have it, but where do you need to get ready? And how can you make sure that you stay ready? Where is it that you need to go ahead and be a little bit better with preparing? And how can you make sure that nobody else takes you off that pedestal of being prepared? I want you to reflect on that. I want you to meditate on that. And I really want you to think and take that to prayer. Ask God, like if I'm not seeing it, you know, can, can you show me? Am I allowing my emotions to be the detriment to my purpose? Am I allowing my heart to get me off of the pedestal of staying prepared, staying ready? And whatever I'm doing that emotionally is not aligning to my purpose, can you take it off of me? Can you take it away from me? Because I don't want to be foolish. Do you see what I'm saying? If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. That's what we say where I'm from. But I feel like you got what you needed. You know what these conversations are about. 
They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not everybody's going to have with you, okay, great? But being your favorite homegirl, who else is going to have these conversations with you? Who? Who? As far as I'm concerned, that that's the best reason for you to keep paying your phone bill. Hmm? Okay, great. Ma'am? Sir? But you know what? I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm going to let you let me go. I am hungry. I hope you didn't hear none of my stomach growling. And we'll talk later, okay? I know your phone number, so you got to pick up. If you don't, I'm going to take it as disrespect. No, I'm going to take it as disrespect. That's just what I'm saying. I'll talk to you later. Later.